Hold on. A deep voice doesn't automatically make everyone think you're a man? It does not. Just listen to the women in the below list. Many of them probably have deeper voices than you. Quiet from the base section, please. <clears throat> What's undeniable, though, is that their voices sound like women. Number one, we have Shori Agdashlu. If you don't recognize the name, I guarantee you'll recognize her voice. Shora Abdashlu is an Iranian and American actress with a catalog of film, television, and audio work that takes full advantage of her uniquely deep and uniquely feminine voice. Her work includes Arcane, The Expanse, House of Sand and Fog, and X-Men The Last Stand. Do you mind coming here and sort it out for us? And I said, where to? And she said, DreamWorks. And I said, regarding what? And she said, the House of Sand and Fog, and I went speechless, because I had read the book, and I had told my husband in private that if one day they make a film out of this book and do not give me this role, it's very unfair of them, then there is no democracy in this country. Number two is Julia Stiles. She stole my heart when I tried to sneak into the Matrix and was forced to see 10 things I hate about you instead. Fortunately, that movie was amazing. And Julia Stiles has a voice you'll swear is deeper than Heath Ledger's will never sound him like a dude. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Number three is Whoopi Goldberg. Her voice is obviously deep, right? And it's only gotten deeper. And yet it's hard to imagine a woman's voice that sounds more iconic, more authoritative, more engaging. A lot of talk show hosts from that era had to resort to Jerry Springer shenanigans to stay on the air. But Oprah moved closer and closer to the life-changing conversations that have come to define her legacy. Let's take a listen to her. And it's been pointed out to me that there were children marching in Ferguson and children marching in Chicago and now children marching in Parkland. I believe the children are the future. <laughs> I believe that just like the civil rights movement, it was the young people who said we've had enough. It was the young people who said, we are not going to tolerate what our parents have tolerated for years. And I believe that we're on the verge of something really, really big happening. Number four is Lorraine Toussaint. Lorraine's been killing it on the big and small screen for decades, but modern audiences will forever remember her as the sinister V in the second season of Orange is the New Black. This does not concern you. Hey Steve, we've been together long enough. I don't have to remind you what happens when someone oversteps. Yes, like RJ. Number five is Whoopi Goldberg. Is there a person alive who doesn't know who Whoopi is? Please identify yourself, then admit you could have just watched this video, listened to this podcast, read this article, and known who she was before leaving a comment. Her voice is unmistakably hers and unmistakably cheap. My favorite two movies of hers are Sister Act and Sister Act 2, which I kind of just assume are prequels now to the sci-fi show The Power that's on the air now. They're about to air their season finale. Well, it's just like my opinion, man, but I still think we'd have gotten Sister Act 3 a lot sooner if not for Theodore Rex. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Please take your seats. 
Do it quickly and quietly. Welcome to the first day of your new scholastic lives. This is no longer a bird course. Bird is flown. If you want to pass this course, you're going to have to earn it, because I have no problems, not one, failing each and every one of you. Number six, Laura Preppen. So for these examples, we got Orange is the New Black again, because it's no coincidence that the show committed to expanding the diverse representation of women would also expand the diverse representation of women's voices. Laura Preppen took a brief hiatus in the second season, but then she came back and stayed with the series until the end. Did audiences miss her character? Was it mostly just us longing for the richly dark tones of her voice? You know, I'm with you, hon. Really. She's waspy and entitled and always asking if you have this in whole grain. She's got the Bambi stick going on. I get all of it. But I'm gonna need you to shut the fuck up about her and get over your shit. Number seven is Scarlett Johansson. Is there a person in life who'd say Scarlett strikes them as anything less than woman? You know, unless she told you so. But if you listen to her voice, holy shit, dude, that voice is deep. But wow, is it expressive. So expressive that Spike Jones called her in to re-record all of the artificial intelligence character's voice in his award-winning movie, Her. Hello, I'm here. Oh, hi. Hi, how you doing? I'm well. How's everything with you? Pretty good, actually. Oh, what, what do I call you? Do you have a name? Um, yes. Samantha. Hey, where'd you get that name? I gave it to myself, actually. Number eight, Lisa Ling, journalist, author, TV personality, Lisa Ling, currently hosts This Is Life with Lisa Ling on CNN. It's one of my favorite documentary television series. I come back to it each season for her commanded perspective. Yes, but you already know what else keeps me coming back. Her deep voice hooks me, keeps me paying attention through her investigation of tough topics. But old habits die hard. A surprising number of Americans are hungry for an old-fashioned kind of love, where men financially support women in exchange for companionship. And one man is capitalizing on that desire. Number nine is Ursula, the sea witch <clears throat> from The Little Mermaid. Yep, the sea witch. Her voice is as deep as the caverns where she houses stolen souls. Let's take a listen to just how deep and yet how womanly it will always be. My dear sweet child, that's what I do. It's what I live for, to help unfortunate merfolk like yourself. Poor souls with no one else to turn to. And then number 10, we got Bridget Everett. Bridget is a sensation. Her voice knows no limits as evidenced by her acting and singing performances in her semi-autobiographical series, Somebody Somewhere, which just returned to HBO for season two. Well, uh, it was a long, cold winter there for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but going back was really, it was really exciting. But I have to say, I was like so nervous. It's like you kind of, you spend a whole lifetime building something up, like some crazy person that's going to go out and motorboat people, you know, make lives change and whatever, you know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden. Sure, yeah. And then you're stuck at home. But um, I went back out there well, and I was. You need an audience. You're great. You need an audience because to me, a show is like a great first date. It's like you go there, you have a couple drinks, you giggle, some tickle fights, and maybe you sit on somebody's lap when it's all over. Well, okay, y'all, that's it for us today. Please subscribe, like, or if you want, just go to the comments and talk shit. Thanks for listening. See you next time.